finally the 27th edition of I Bleed Pinstripes, and uh, I've been away for a while, and I apologize for that. I've just been extremely busy with all my other activities that go on. Obviously, I, I don't stop watching the Yankees or following the Yankees, but uh, and I know some people are probably like, you only do this like 15, 20 minutes. Can't you find the time? And sadly, I just haven't found the time. And sometimes maybe I don't have anything to say. The Yankees have been in a bit of a funk of late, as we all know, because we're all Yankee fans. Well, maybe some of you are not Yankee fans, but you like this show anyway. Anyway, as this is the 27th edition of I Bleed Pinstripes, I always, as you know, or if some of you don't, I like to go back in the Yankee history and see the, some of the people who've worn uh, those uh, <laughs> those numbers. Uh, so for episode 26, I went down and followed uh, people who wore number 26 for the Yankees. And 27 is a big number in the Yankee history as the Yankees have won 27 world champions. And as John Sterling likes to say, the most ever in Yankee in, in the world as any franchise has ever won. Well, the number 27 began in 1929. Uh, Samuel Byrd wore it. Uh, Cedric Durst in 1930. Joe Sewell in 1931. Uh, gonna look for Spud Chandler, 1939. Frenchie Bodegare, 1941. I guess that was during the war. Uh, Johnny Lindell, he wore that from 46 to 50. Lou Burdett, 1950. The Doctor Bobby Brown, 1954. Uh, let's see, Johnny James in 1958. Dick Schofield, 1966. I believe his son played baseball as well. Uh, not enough dicks around. Elliot Maddox in 74, 76. A lot of people have worn this number. Del Alston in 77, 78. Jay Johnstone, I believe he was a Yankee announcer from 78 to 79. Bobby Mercer in 1979 wore it. And I think he probably wore it on August, uh, August 3rd or 4th. Uh, he had a pinch hit base hit. And it was the day uh, after the Yankees' next game, after uh, the captain Thurman Munson had died, a game that I watched and cried a lot. Paul Blair, the great Paul Blair, who also played for the Orioles, wore it in 1980. Aurelio Rodriguez in 1980-81. Butch Weiniger, a favorite of mine growing up, wore it in 82 to 86. Mark Salas in 87. Neil Allen, the former Met, wore it in 88. Mel Hall wore it in 89-92. And I think there's a story, I could be wrong about this, that Mel Hall used to give Bernie Williams a lot of attitude. Bob Wickman, the Wickmacher, Wore it from 93 to 96. And the man from down under, Graham Lloyd, wore it from 96 to 98. Uh, helped the Yankees to win two World Series, I believe. Tony Fossis wore it in 99. Alan Watson, 99 and 2000. Rondell White, boy, 2002. Todd Zeal wore it for a year, 2003. Luis Soho, he wore lots of numbers. He wore it in 2003. Ugh, and Kevin Brown, 2004, 2005. I dislike Kevin Brown a lot, and I knew that uh, when uh, the Yankees announced that he would be starting Game 7 of the 2004 ALCS, I knew that the Yankees were done. Would have rather have gone with Orlando El Duque Hernandez that night. Uh, rather go with him with nothing than Kevin Brown with anything. Uh, Kevin Reese in 2006. Kevin Thompson, 2006-2007. Daryl Rasner. I want to say he's still in the big leagues, or maybe he was in Japan. That's what it was. He, I think he either played with or against Masahiro Tanaka. Uh, Kevin Russo, 2010. Greg Golson in 2010. Colin Curtis in 2010. It's not a number that sticks around. Uh, the, uh, 
And uh, there's somebody missing on here. They've got uh, Chris Dickerson. He wore it in 2011. Raul Abanez in 2012. And Sean Kelly, who where is it now? 2013 and 2014. And uh, Kelly looks to be coming off the DL in a few days, if not today. The name that I'm missing here is Joe Girardi. I believe Joe Girardi wore in 2009, and that was sort of the mandate from Girardi saying, hey, this is our goal for number 27. That's why he wears number 28 now. And as I look over in the 28 column, and uh, if you want to know where I get this information from, I go to Baseball Reference, and you they have all the uniform numbers of every team uh, that every player has ever worn. And it's a great tool. Also, Baseball Almanac is really awesome as well. Uh, but yeah, Joe Girardi now wears 28 because that is the goal. Uh, but uh, yeah, the last guy to wear 28, I'll just look over there, Anthony Claggett. <laughs> Some weird names. Anyway, I am back. We have not been on since I think uh, the last episode came out on the 13th. So uh, that's probably after uh, the, it's when the Yankees were playing the Mets. They were in the midst of their four-game series. Uh, and uh, since then, the Yankees are 13-13. and 13. And uh, with, uh, you know, uh, they... So let's go back. They, uh, they played four games with the Mets. They lost the first two at home. And then they won the next two away and uh, at Shitty, City Field, whatever they like to call it. Uh, Tanaka won that second one. And then Batantis won the... Uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, in the two games at, Sh- at City, I still, I still feel like calling it Shea, but uh, Tanaka won and then Batantis won. It was a game uh, Chase Whitley started for the Yankees, uh, the second one where they won one nothing, which was a great game if you look at the Yankees organization because Chase Whitley started that game. Adam Warren came in, Batantis, and then uh, Robertson with a save. Those are four guys that have all come through the system. And then the Yankees, you know, they, they had the uh, Pirates in for three. They took two out of three there. And you think, hey, you know, we four out of five. Let's start getting on a roll. They go to Chicago for pretty much a week. They play six games there. They play two at Wrigley, uh, which are just fabulous games to watch. Um, and brought back a lot of memories for me because I lived in Chicago for two years, 2000 and th- 2002 to 2004. Got back just in time for the Yankees to lose in the ALCS against the Red Sox. But uh, in 2003, uh, I got to see the Yankees, for the first, who had not played in Wrigley since like 1937 or 39 in the World Series, and got to watch them play in Wrigley Field that Sunday night ball game. It was the year that Clemens was going for 300, and he didn't get it that Friday afternoon ball game. My buddy Danny Chester flew in from California and had a great weekend, and uh, we got to go to that game, and I remember uh, it was probably the only Yankee game that I did not care if they won or lost. It was just such an honor to be in that ballpark. I'd been to a game before at Wrigley against the Astros, and it was fun to be there, but it was nothing like seeing your own team, especially the Yankees, you know, playing in Wrigley Field, and it probably had not changed as that much since the last time the Yankees had played there. Really a great stadium. If you get a chance, just check it out. Um, so the Yankees lose the first game, 6-1 uh, to one to the Cubbies, and then they come back the next day, win 4-2. I believe that game went into like 13 or 14 innings, and Derek Jeter got about five standing ovations because the uh, Cubs fans thought you know every at-bat was going to be his last, and there's a really great scene there. Um, and uh, it's been really great to see the, the appreciation that baseball fans have for Derek Jeter. I think sometimes I don't. Uh, have as much appreciation for him and maybe I took him for granted a little bit I don't think I did but you know I have a lot of jerseys that I wear but I've never bought a Jeter jersey I always thought he was a pretty boy 
don't get me wrong. I love the way he plays. I love the captain, but I always thought he was a pretty boy. So, but this year I will buy a Jeter jersey. Um, so the Yankees go across town for four against the White Sox, where they had actually not played very well. I think they'd lost eight or nine in a row. And uh, they lost the first two games there. And then they finally won the last two games, which were really big. Uh, the the Saturday game, a big comeback. I think they were down like 3-1, 3-0 in the ninth. And they made a huge comeback in that ball game. Um, and then they go to St. Louis, another great place to watch a ball game. Uh, I have not been there, but, you know, it is the Cardinals. And for some reason, I do have a bit of a hatred for the Cardinals. I think I hate their fans. Not that I hate their fans, but they're kind of uppity in the sense that, they, you know, they, they consider themselves to be above everybody else and that they don't boo their players or whatever. I remember when Tino went there after he left the Yankees and he replaced McGuire and he did not do very well that beginning of the season. He was being booed. And it was because probably because he was a Yankee and because he was taking over from McGuire. But the Yankees did win two out of three in St. Louis, and you're thinking, okay, we're getting back on track here. And uh, so then they have a day off, and at the end of uh, the calendar of May, they finish off in uh, Minnesota, where they've just dominated the Twins for the longest time. Um, But unfortunately, the Yankees lose two out of three to the Twins, and the Twins have played okay baseball. Uh, The the Yankees won the middle game. Again, a game that Tanaka pitched, and Tanaka generally just wins every game the Yankees pitch, and he usually is stopping a losing streak. And uh, unfortunately, we got to see Husey again, who is uh, currently, I think he's like 6-1, and 7-1, and one, and uh, he beat us then. But uh, actually, that was a home game. The Yankees came back home, sorry, after uh, they played St. Louis. That was a long road trip, and after they played uh, six in Chicago, they played three in St. Louis, and they came back home. And where they really dominate the Twins, and they lost two out of three. Uh, awesome that Husey pitched great, and... Uh, you know, give it to him. The Yankees just couldn't hit. And that's kind of been the story for a while here. The Yankees just cannot score a lot of runs. They pretty much generally just put up like two, three runs a game. It's been pretty pathetic. Um, then they had the makeup game on uh, the 2nd of June uh, with the Mariners, which they lost 10 to 2. <laughs> and then the A's came in and the A's have just been on fire. I think they still have the best record in baseball. Uh, and they lost two out of three. Luckily, I went to the Thursday game, the afternoon game. The Yankees won that one, two to one. And Tanaka was pitching. Again, he's uh, going for his 10th game, 10th win tonight in Seattle. Uh, I am recording this on June 11th. Um, and then the Yankees hit the road and you figure, Hey, let's go play KC. Let's get some wins. It's a four game series. Uh, the Monday game was postponed due to rain. They'll make that up whenever back in, I think in August, again, the Yankees lose uh, two out of three, uh, in baseball. All you want to do is keep winning series. The Yankees are not doing that right now. Uh, last night the Yankees did win three to two, uh, and, um, I forgot Kuroda pitched well, and he's been pitching a little better than he has been. Uh, Batanz has got the win, even though he gave up the tying run to make it 2-2, but a Jeter double. I think Jeter had two hits last night, and uh, Robertson coming in to close the door. Actually, Adam Warren and Robertson shutting it down, and the Yankees win it 3-2. So hopefully they get to get a bit of on a streak here. Uh, currently, as I look at the standings, the Yankees are in third. They're 32 and 31 tied with Baltimore. Actually, they're tied for second with Baltimore. Um, and if you look at their record, they're five games back of Toronto, who have just been on fire, but they're starting to uh, you know, come back down to earth. They've lost two in a row. 
and they're six and four in their last ten. The Yankees are four and six in their last ten. Uh, if you look the other day, the Yankees were three and seven in their last ten. So, uh, but the big thing, if you look at the American League East, it looks like Tampa Bay is just done. Uh, they're 14 and a half out. Nobody was expecting that. Boston, who's just been up and down, they're also four and six in their last 10. Uh, they're 29 and 35. They're eight and a half back. But, you know, you never count the Red Sox out, just like I think Red Sox fans never count the Yankees out. Um, and But I think the uh, thing that you look at that's striking is the run differential. Toronto, with a, probably the best offense in the East, I think. I'd put them up there with Oakland, LA, too. Uh, and uh, I guess Detroit, but, uh, right now I think Oakland has the best offense. They have a plus 20, 124 differential in run scoring. Just been tremendous. Uh, and the Yankees are at minus 30 right now. Um, and, uh, you know, they're going to really have to battle here. Uh, but again, they're only five back. It's a long season. Uh, this season reminds me a little bit of 2007, even though the Yankees were, I think maybe seven games, seven, they were like 21 and 27 and they made a huge change at that point. I remember in Tampa when they called up Chin Ming Wong and Robinson Cano and the Yankees took off from there. Obviously they didn't go far in the playoffs, but they got back on track and I feel like that's what the Yankees are going to need to do soon. Uh, guys like Brian Roberts and Kelly Johnson are really not doing the job. And, uh, you know, if you got some rookies down there, let's bring them up. Let's see what they can do. And there was a kid down and they just moved into double A, maybe even triple A. I guess I think his name is Reese R-H-Y-S. Uh, and he has a weird last name too, R. But uh, I think I posted on the Facebook page that this kid is really, people have high hopes for this kid. Also, I believe he's from Arizona or Arizona State where uh, Pedroia is from. He's got a lot of Pedroia in him. And uh, we hope that, you know, he can come up and infuse some uh, enthusiasm in this team. Um, as I look around the rest of the baseball, obviously the A's are just on fire. They have played great, 39 and 26. And as I can see, actually, they, you know, they don't have the best record in baseball. It's amazingly the San Francisco Giants are 42 and 23. And uh, they're just playing great baseball. They've got a seven and a half lead. Uh, if uh, look around, Milwaukee's still holding it. They got a four four game lead. They had a great start, and they're playing okay. But they're thirty eight and twenty seven. Atlanta and Washington both at thirty four and twenty nine in the East NL East. And hey, the Mets as bad as they are, they're twenty nine and thirty five. They're only five and a half out. Um, Detroit looks like they're gonna, you know. They've been. They were really hot there for a while, and now they've kind of been stumbling. They've they're three and seven in their last ten. And hey, look at Cleveland, thirty three and thirty two, only two and a half out. And give it to KC. In fact, that whole division is not over with. Detroit, uh, there's only a four game differential. Minnesota in last, thirty one and thirty three, and they just picked up Kendra's Morales. So they're saying, hey, why not us? And and I think that's this. This is the kind of year for like, hey, why not us? Anybody. You know, you look at Seattle, 34 and 30. They were only four and a half out. So it's a long season. And a lot of teams have good chances. But what about our Yankees? Do they have a chance? Uh, it's amazing when you think of the rotation. Lost three of our starters, CC, Nova, and Pineda. And yet the Yankees, I believe, I don't have the stat handy, but I know I saw this in their last like month, the Yankees have the best ERA in baseball. 
But the hits, the hitting, the hitting, uh, they have not done the job. There was a game the other day of the Yankees were one for 17 with runners in scoring position. Uh, they just can't do the little things. They can't move runners over. They can't score runs. How many times in the last few years this has been going on? How many times have they had bases loaded with nobody outs and cannot score a run? They just, I don't know what it is. These guys get paid a lot of money and they need to start producing. I like Brian McCann, but he's got to start hitting. Uh, and I, I look, I like how he handles the pitching staff. He, he's gonna, you know, I, I have, I mean, I'm an optimist, so I just think, hey, these guys are gonna do, these guys are gonna do the job, and that's all you can hope for. Uh, Ellsbury had a really tough May after having an amazing April. He seems to uh, have picked it up again. He's uh, f- currently in a 14 game hitting streak. Uh, you know, as much as I love Derek Jeter, he is only batting about 260. But, uh, you know, you can never count the captain out. Uh, Brian Roberts, not really done that much. Uh, you know, if Young Gervis was playing in, say, the, with the 1998 Yankees, that would be great. Kind of, he's kind of reminds me a lot of uh, Scott Brocious. But Scott Brocious didn't have to carry the team. And unfortunately, Young Gervis has been pretty much our most consistent player. Um, Ichiro has been great coming off the bench and, uh, you know, setting aside his ego. Every opportunity he's gotten, he's uh, delivered and he's played well. Uh, Brett Gardner has been solid. Uh, Ellsbury has been, you know, I'll say he's been solid. Uh, we really need Beltran to be healthy. We really need uh, Tex to be healthy. Um John Ryan Murphy has been amazing. Uh, and with the Yankees, uh, Savelli coming back soon, I don't. That's going to be a big change, what they're going to do there, because I'd prefer to have John Ryan Murphy back there. Um, also, Soriano's got to start hitting. I did not really expect that. He's such a consistent, he's been such a really consistent player over his career that you really expected big things from him. Um, and again, the pitching has been great. Uh, Kelly is due back today, which just fortifies that bullpen and it will push back Batances and Warren and uh, we'll take some stress off of them hopefully um, and probably Matt Daly or Wade LeBlanc who I don't think I've seen in a game yet or Jose R- Ramirez one of those guys will be sent down Matt Thornton has been okay you know nothing to write home about um, but uh, you know I-, I can't be more happier with the job that Chase Whitley has done uh, Vidal Nuno is okay uh, David Phelps has been okay. Not as I don't think he's pitched as well as he has in the past. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, with the let's see what the schedule has for us coming up here. Uh, the All Star Game is obviously about a month away. The Yankees finish up in Seattle, and then they go to Oakland. That's tough. Then they've got a tough series next week at home with the Blue Jays and the Orioles. Then again, they play the Blue Jays away. They've got Boston at the end of the month and then Tampa. So, you know, there's nothing easy because, you know, if Casey and the Twins are going to beat us two out of three and the Mets take two from us, you know, and the White Sox split a series, you know, the Yankees are really on tenuous ground right now. Um, yeah, I guess that's it for me. I feel like I was rambling. I hope I wasn't. Uh, and I forgot how much I love doing this, and uh, I want to try to do it. I know I think I always say that every episode that I need to do this more often. Uh, I hope to have some more time free, um, but you know, sometimes the daily grind of life—not that it's been bad. It's I mean, life is great, 
and uh, I'm not one to complain, so I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm just lucky that the three Yankee games I've gone to this year, that they've all won. So uh, I think my next Yankee game is, uh, let's see, Old Timers Day is coming up. Uh, and as I've mentioned before, my buddy Dan Chester, he always loved Old Timers Day. And I will be at Old Timers Day on the 22nd. And uh, something like my uh, my girlfriend and I, uh, I think it was one of her first games that we went to. And she just loves going. And so we'll be going again. Hopefully it's a lovely Sunday afternoon. And uh, hopefully that'll be another win. I just hope to bring some more wins to the Yankees. Uh, anyway, it's been fun. And... Uh, I hope to talk to you very soon. Hope everybody's doing well. And so I'm going to be signing off. And I want to thank Jason Hatfield uh, because he's very patient with me. (laughs) And I'm very, uh, you got to be patient with me uh, because I, unfortunately, I I think I am a little too maybe selfish in a way and that I kind of always just do what I want to do. And uh, sometimes that's not what you're supposed to do. So thank you, Jason, and uh, I love you, and I love all of you, and I hope uh, next time we talk, the Yankees have won like 10 in a row. That would be awesome. Anyway, signing off from Brooklyn, New York. Talk to you later. Bye. Presentation of Hatfield Digital.